Hello, and welcome to the STC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Jason Galea, and I'll be joined by Ben Scott. Thanks for joining us on our way to creating 1 million positive outcomes in personal training by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by STC Fit Learning's Coaches Collective, a premium business mentoring service for PTs who want to attract the clients they want, earn a higher income, and have a long, sustainable fitness career. If you enjoy the episode, please like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. A five-star review goes a long way to helping us reach more people just like you. Hope you enjoy the episode. Light on in the in the ensuite, beaming through to the corner of the bedroom, yeah. fucking shower, hair dryer, yeah. walking around in the room. It's like a fucking bull in a china yeah, shop. So that's that's a hundred percent me, and Amy yeah, will just... attest to that. So Amy used to when we first um, when we first got together, she used to work the like early shift at childcare center. Mm. So she, I think she'd be there at like six thirty or something, something stupid like that. And she was like a fucking ghost, man. Clothes were all laid out in the ensuite the night before. Yep. yep. Tiptoes through. Now I'm first up. And now I think it's the fucking stupidest thing in the world is not having a door on your ensuite. Oh, man. That is... So it's like... Beyond stupid. Yeah, like fan on, light on, shower. The door's loud of the shower. Like, yeah. it's like, I'm sorry. But this is... There's a toilet in there too, right? Yeah, so you have to like at night you have to go... Yeah, that's yeah. just beyond me. Like, yeah. we're, even when we're looking at the houses, to, like when we're thinking about building a house, it's like mm. it's just a thing to not have doors anymore. Yeah, it's like not dumb. even have, it's but dumb. not even have like where you Anything. could put a door. Anything. It's like let's just yep. put a bathroom here, open plan living, but in your bedroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can take a shit <laughs> and stare at my wife while she is sleeping. Yeah, that's fucking weird. Yeah. Man. yeah, yeah. So instead, you have to get up and at the moment put on UGG boots. I actually mm. stole Amy's dressing gown last night because it's like, hey, I gotta go. And it's I'm not doing yeah. it in the same I'm pretty, room as you. I'm pretty glad I don't have. I don't really go to the toilet. Me, me either. Night. Usually, but I th- yeah, just yeah. A, that extra coffee will get you. Happen. It might have been that extra coffee. Yeah. <laughs> that extra coffee will get you, mate. <laughs> in more ways than one. Yeah, like I, I don't have many things. Like uh, there's probably a fucking list. Like if Steph said, what are this? What's the things that fucking piss you off about yeah. me? Yeah, like yeah, she'd yeah. be out of fucking roll now. <laughs> She's like, probably already got them written down. Oh, and there'd be, but there'd <laughs> be so many. <laughs> there'd be so many. Like it, they'd just be all these little insignificant things, though. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But there'd just be so many. Um, and then I just have like two. Yeah, well, that's it's like, good. yeah, it's like just turn into a ninja when you wake up. Yeah, and get ready, and it's like and squeeze the toothpaste from the back. Yeah, that's, that's your it. thing. Hey, that's it. That's all I've got. Like. And it's pretty hard for me to, like, people must sit there and be like, oh, he's got it pretty good. But it's like for the first, I think, eight years or no, when I, how long I was doing PT for? So it was like 10 years. It was like, I was always getting up first. Yeah. And it's like clothes on yep. the table, yep. you know, like tiptoeing around the house, like, you know, not, not opening the door, like, you know, all this stuff would be real silent. And then like the last 18 months, it's just crash. Bang, bang, bang. <laughs> so now I'm just like, oh, fuck it. I'm up. Like, yeah. Yeah. I just don't have a choice anymore. So it's like in bed by 10. Yeah. Up at six. Gotta be. Don't necessarily sleep at 10, but it's like between 10 and 11 and all. So it's yeah, off. 10.30 is like lights out for me. Yeah. Finish my Harry Potter reading at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. It's I've got important. a Carwell addiction at the moment. Carwell, yeah. Yeah. I just can't get enough of the drag races. <laughs> <laughs> so don't listen to me for, you know, 
preparative sleep work. Yeah, yeah. Today <laughs> we're going to drag race. On today's episode, we're going to talk about sleep hygiene. <laughs> watch, watch hypercar drag races. <laughs> Go to sleep dreaming of the car that you want one day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's probably not the best. But I can sleep like I don't know. I think it was like um, I was doing those caffeinated sleeps. Mm. So to do that, you have to teach yourself how to yeah. wind down and you know, yeah. you will go to sleep straight away. So I used to lie on the floor in that like, you know, with like your feet up. The astronaut stance. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then I used to like practice the breathing. Mm. So look out, guys. Holy shit. A bit of a fucking hippie at Holy one stage. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I could just, I could eventually just bomb myself to sleep within like 60 seconds. Yeah. And then wake up, like obviously the caffeine kick in. I'll be like off to do my sessions and shit. Yep. Um, so now I think like I can, I can do that as soon as I feel tired, mm. I just go, okay, so the phone down, you know, light yeah. off. And then I'm just like, one, yeah. two, three, bang. And then Steph's like, fuck, you're asleep already. I'm like, what, what happened? <laughs> yeah. You know, like, right, yeah. What, what time is it? She's Amy like, talks to sleep me. for like 10 minutes. Yeah. So Amy like, talks to me. I'm like, duh. <laughs> yeah. 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 So fuck like, you for being asleep. Already. Pretty good skill to have. I yeah. Think. I learned, um, maybe the first time I did a sanctioned meet. Like for powerlifting, I had a lot of trouble sleeping after particularly deadlift days. Mm. So I downloaded that Headspace app and it had like uh, the yeah. box breathing drills yeah. in it. Yeah. And it starts at like three minutes and I think they work up to 10. Um, but I was like, yeah, four minutes later. Yeah. And now I can just do that most of the time. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's the worst when you get in that loop of like, you get mad that you're not asleep. So then you get more wound up. So then you don't go to sleep and you kind of yeah. get this fucking... Yeah, so if I wake up in the middle of the night, I get into that. I'm yeah. Like, I know I have to go back to sleep. Mm. But then I just get weird about it. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Welcome to the episode, welcome, guys. guys. Um, I've I've let Jason down. I wasn't aware we were doing matching tracksuits again. Oh, I, I'm dressing for comfort. But to be honest, I only have one matching tracksuit, which I suppose this is a learning podcast. So if you missed the STC Fit podcast last week, I came in as a marshmallow. With pink on pink, so I think I'm I've, I've earned my week off. <laughs> if, you, if you had a spray tan last week, you would have legit looked like a pinker. <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll try that next time. Yeah, I'm just trying to rotate through. Magic. So that's the other color, right? You had the blue one on last yeah, week. You, this is asphalt. You just you came into the chair last week. Yeah, okay. Yeah, <laughs> All you can see is my beetroot face. <laughs> so the, this is as gray as I'll go. Uh, I, that's the only reason why I really wanted to wear it is to to prove um, it wasn't fuckboy gray well to prove the the grayness of it yeah, it's like <laughs> this is as grey as you'll get slate yeah they call it asphalt asphalt yeah it's like a fancy grey yeah <laughs> uh, yeah it's not bad it's not bad for the ear people I would suggest it's like the table is slate and it's pretty close mm. yeah yeah I agree I think asphalt just sounds cooler though yeah like if you look at it like on the store it's like mm. slate yeah yeah it's not a table Nah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Whenever I hear slate, I feel I I think heavy. Mm. Yeah. Fuck that, like pool, that table. pool table. <laughs> fuck that pool table. Uh, that's yeah. So backstory on the pool table. Like, not that you guys give a fuck, but hey, hopefully you'll laugh. Uh, so Jason had this pool table, and you moved it how many times? Ah, uh, so one, two, three. So three for me, as a family. Yeah. And then, unfortunately. Fucking had to move it with you because mm. I gave it to you. So we took it out of your, and that was a fucking hike too from that back room all the way out the front of the truck. Oh. Rough. So this thing was like four, 
I, I, I want to say like grown adults, but we weren't grown adults nah. like we're grown adults now. Yeah, no. Nah. Um, for humans, of of I the, think we had the wheel, didn't we? As well, when we moved it. I don't think so at your place. Oh, I think it was just like there was one time where like we had a wheel. Yeah. Fuck, it was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I think the first time we lifted it took fifteen of us oh, because Jesus. we were like kids. I was like twelve. Yeah. Thirteen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we got it out into the truck. So that was Jason's good riddance. And then somehow I moved house a couple of times after that with that pool table. Jason, Jason gives me shit that when we used to teach the cert four, that I was always busy on anatomy day. Yeah, a hundred percent. Jason was always fucking busy. I moved the pool table. Yeah. Day. However, the difference between the two of those is that <laughs> I was I wasn't obliged <laughs> to actually move the pool table. Where Ben was actually obliged as a facilitator. Uh, thank to you teach. to thank you to all my friends for getting married at appropriate times or convenient times. <laughs> so yeah, I moved it twice. I think no, three times. So mm-hmm. two point cook. Yeah, yeah, twi- three times. And then when I sold it. The guys walked in and they're like, oh, yeah, like, I like it, blah, blah, blah. Obviously, like, got to shave 30 bucks or get a good deal. Like, would you take, I don't know, 200 or whatever it was. I'm like, if I don't have to touch it and it's gone by tomorrow, sure. Yeah, just get this thing out of my fucking face. like, he's like, oh, okay, I'll go get a few mates. He came back and I literally just stood in the kitchen with my arms crossed. I'm just like, I'm not fucking touching it. Like <laughs> that pool you, table. You got fuck. you got a sale, and I shaved whatever off the price, and I'm not helping. Yeah, I couldn't even give that away at one point. Mm. Yeah, I understand. Yeah, pool tables are old school though. Like we had a lot of fun around the pool table. Yeah, yeah, but it's not nights. a thing. I don't feel like that's a thing that people do now. Houses are too small. Mm. <laughs> too expensive. <laughs> Yeah, and it's like, I don't know, for me to have a room, a mm. whole room that's like With a pool table got a pool it. table in it, I'm yeah. like, fuck, I could just like not have this room, get a small house, or I could put something else in there yeah. that you use more often. But mm. when someone else has a pool table, I get it's good. a little bit excited. Because yeah. you play your two games or whatever, and then you leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah and you don't have to dedicate a whole room of your house yeah, to yeah, it for the rest of the right. time. Yeah, yeah so <laughs> I think that's what, like we used to play at pool halls a lot Yeah, um, back when they were a thing as well. But there's only like one around now. Yeah, It's like squash courts, like you just, they just go on. Yeah. It's like yes. let's just eradicate this sport old off the sport. Earth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Either that or it's just like not a Western suburbs thing. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah so they're just like true. Yeah, no, let's uh, in our bubble they don't exist. Yeah. Let's put some I don't know, mixed martial arts stuff in yeah. here or Yeah. Some violence. Turn it into a gym. Insert some <laughs> violence. <laughs> yeah. Lean into your demographic of Yeah. <laughs> uh yeah, replacing like how do you? I can't even. I'm so Western suburbs. I can't even pronounce it. La Costa. Uh, the brand. Oh, Is that how you actually like, say it? I thought you were talking about like a sport. No, no, no. The brand. I thought you were talking about lacrosse. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. alligator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like let's replace that with tap out. So yeah, it just yeah. fits in better yeah, out here. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. <laughs> Is tap out even still a thing? Uh oh, I'd say if you went to a UFC event, you'd probably find it's, out. It's still like the token UFC thing for me. Yeah. It's like the singer singlet. In mm. Bali of the UFC, yeah, yeah, it's or the like, unit, the unit. Well, those people the, probably own both. Yeah, the unit boat, the unit shirt of like motorbike riders or yeah, yeah. like wakeboarders or whatever. Yeah, yeah, it's like the the public announcement of what I do for fun. Mm. What's Fighting. ours? Jordans. I don't know. I don't have. What do Jordans say? It's yeah. like there's like the basketball crew. Like shoes. Yeah. These days. Mm. It's not a basketball brand as per se now. 
Yeah, I feel like it's a pretty strong part of like gym culture though. Yeah. Shoes in general. I don't know. Because mm. there's so many segments of gym culture. Yeah. Like Lululemon is like a certain <laughs> type. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You know All right. Mean? Is that gym culture? Uh, don't I get me wrong. Fitness culture. Don't get. Oh, did you? Yeah. Oh, okay. Don't get me wrong. I like like me. So like movies. people who people who go to the gym wear Lululemon. Correct. Yeah. 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 So it's still part of gym culture. It is. It's yeah. just that they usually so, people that wear so those. Jordans are like meathead culture. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. If you go to the gym and wear Jordans. Yeah. Or like modern day meathead. It's like the meathead thing is kind of different now. Yeah. They're not actually Maybe bro culture. Yeah. Yeah. Not meathead culture. Yeah. It's not like the sleeves cut off my hoodie turned into a vest kind of meathead. It's like meathead that also cares about fashion. When I think of meathead, I just think of black and blue. Remember black and blue? Yeah. 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 So if you wear that, you're meathead. Meathead, yeah. 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 That, that <laughs> because string. back then, that was the only fucking piece of clothing you that could fit. buy that actually fit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 The I track is... I never actually owned it. I got given a singlet when I did my my first comp. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. I was like... I think I had a pair of the shorts. Maybe. Yeah. That I think I just got given from the supplement shop. I feel like you get given those yeah. kind of things. <laughs> <laughs> no, not sure if you and I would go and spend our money on that stuff. Nah. Nah. <laughs> All right. So today's topic is hashtag origin story. So we're gonna soundbite something. I <laughs> we need a thing. Yeah. <laughs> like, <gasps> Do you um know who Tom Secura is? Uh, the comic. Heard, heard the name. So he's in like the Rogan click with yeah. like Burt Kaiser and that. So on his podcast, he has his own little board. And he just plays random. Doesn't that thing have sounds? It does. We've just never set anything up on it. Oh, right, right, so they're not preset. They're not preset ones. Uh, it probably it has probably preset. has like a drum roll. Like, I feel yeah. like they all just standard. Yeah, does it have yeah. a drum roll on it? You don't know, do you? Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. we don't want to start pressing buttons. Do you see TikTok's got um sound effects like that? Like oh, really? drum rolls with shit on it. Fuck, I know nothing about TikTok. All I know how to do <laughs> is five upload. Da- my, we're five days in. <laughs> upload my photos and it, t- and it and it does it for me. We're but five days in and we learned, learned how to add a cover today. That's good. <laughs> yeah. We're, we'll get there. I'll we'll figure it out. Smashing it. <laughs> it. 1,200 views. We'll get out. <laughs> um, so yeah, obviously big transitions and then like I, I've done a little bit of reflection on like the last few years as well. Um, recently because I had to, <laughs> some formal documentation. Yeah. Um, so I thought it'd be interesting just to go through that for, I think we've done it ages and ages ago, like early 50s maybe in the episodes. Um, so it'd be worthwhile going through again with some new insight, new perspective. So let's start. I know you kind of decided really early that PT was going to be your thing. What was the catalyst for that was it's like I like going to the gym <laughs> it's pretty shallow I'm a worker in the gym it's pretty shallow um so I met I met a guy at the gym and it's funny I kind of just like copied someone else's career but I feel like I kind of got a little bit further <laughs> um so <laughs> so I went to the gym um so like you know the old saying goes breakups make bodybuilders uh, you know so had me first uh my first major breakup, you know, with my first girlfriend, I was, I thought the world was going to end, of course, mm-hmm. because I'd never experienced any form of hardship as a child. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was a good resilience. The builder. hardest thing you've ever been through. So then the I realized, you've ever been through. that's it. Yeah. <laughs> so then I realized, you know, 
everything's still I'm, my heart's still beating my lungs are still respirating like you know life goes on yeah uh, but i got into the gym uh and then um yeah i met a guy at the gym uh and he was like i think i'm pretty sure that, like when i think about it now like he was just like using me as a guinea pig you know, <laughs> like give me all these workouts and um that's where i like, kind of started doing a little bit of that crossfit dare i say it oh wow um and then yeah like then it got into obviously like straight up bodybuilding because so like, this is not the guy that i would know no, no, no. This is, this is, um, yeah. Yeah, this is, I can't remember. I, I can't even remember his name. And then he told me he was going to uni and stuff. So I was like, oh, okay, so to be a good personal trainer, mm. like that's what you have to do. Um, so then, yeah, I think I was about 16 at the time. Was there money exchanged to you or you just like, no, nah, oh, I think gym. by the end of it, I was giving him like 20 bucks a yeah. session, maybe 40 bucks. Yeah, right? okay. Like, yeah, I was paying him for PT at the end, but at the start, it was like, we do all these, we're doing all these workouts and everything. Um, and then I like, kind of became his friend. It's funny. I became his friend, but I can't remember his name. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, though, for that guy. Like, take the young the young fella under his wing and guide him at mm. the start for free. That's cool. Yeah. I like that. So then it was just like, because I knew that that's... I was like, oh, see, this is... You can actually do this as a job. Yeah. Um. So that, I was pretty excited about that. So then, yeah, it was just like I went to school and I was just like, I don't care about any of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. If this doesn't help me become a good personal trainer yeah. and I worked out like um, <laughs> what I needed to get into university. I think I needed like a 75 enter score or something. Yeah. Um, so I was like, all right, so if I did, I did the bare minimum. I was like, I'm going to do all the P subjects and I just need to do maths. I don't need to do maths methods. Mm-hmm. I even dropped out of maths in year 12 and they're like, they were like, you need five subjects. And I was like, no, nah, I'm just doing four. <laughs> and they're like, you sure about that? And I was like, yeah. <laughs> so I just thought if I just do four real good, like yeah, real yeah. good at four. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I think I got like, uh, you know, low seventies managed to kind of work my way into, um, I had to drive out of fucking Hogwarts, um, <laughs> to go to university. <laughs> it was like Sunbury or something. Like, it, it legit looks like, Hogwarts. it legit looks like Hogwarts, bro. Um, so yeah, I went to uni there. Um, I had to do like a degree in sports admin before I went into university. So, mm-hmm. but yeah, it was just like the whole time. Like I remember a teacher say, excuse me, saying, um, and I think I've said this a lot. They were like, you know, you sure? Yeah. You want to be PT? Are you sure? Yeah. Like it's not It's not a job. It's not a real job. Um, so I was just like, yeah, we'll, we'll work it out. And yeah. then, yeah, that was pretty much it. Like, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, mine was, I copied someone else's career too, which was yours. <laughs> 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 um, but I like, I grew up in country Victoria in, shout out to Shepparton. And all I wanted to do was get the fuck out as soon as possible from yeah. when I was about 15, maybe younger. Um, but even before that, I reckon I was nine years old and we found this course, like, it was actually in Aubrey. It was like... Uh, shout out to Aubrey. Yeah. Shout out to, like, half of our clientele who <laughs> live in Aubrey. <laughs> we'll be up for a seminar soon. Um, yeah, there was, like, a, a diploma in motorsport. So, it was just, like, basically you became a, a specific mechanic that worked on race cars. And I was like, that's what I'm going to do. Um, and then obviously later on got into kart racing and met a couple of people that were in the industry with VI supercars and stuff like that, some team owners and that. And I was sort of like, look, I'm okay at school, like with maths and shit, science and shit. Should I go to this course or should I go to university? And he was like, 100% go to university. You don't want to be like, shout out to all the mechanics, but you don't want to be just a mechanic. I was like, okay, cool. So that was it. Like I'm going to Melbourne. <coughs> And then similar to you, which probably ruined 
uh, a lot of brain cells and a lot of potential that I maybe had in my VCE. I found out in the February of my year 12 of my final year that instead of needing like 85 to get into mechanical engineering, I could go through a back door mm. through RMIT TAFE and two years, as long as I had a B average, counted directly to two years into the mechanical engineering degree. Yeah. And it was 50 bucks a year versus six grand a year. I was like, I'm going to do that. So I basically, I did do methods and physics and all that kind of shit. Um, but I basically just got drunk for a year, for year 12. <laughs> um, found my way down here. And then after 18 months, I was like, this is shit. I actually don't <laughs> enjoy this at all. Once I actually realized what was going to be involved. Um, yeah. Like, yeah, I think there was one day that I was, I was studying fluid dynamics, trying to work out like the pressure that you needed to push one piston down to make the other piston move with based on the volume side, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, I fucking hate this. <laughs> so, Sounds horrible. Yeah. So I, I knew then I was like, okay, I'm out. This is not it. Um, and then I, yeah, applied for what I thought was a reception job at the gym. Um, and that turned out, I rocked up to induction again. I drove, you drove the whole I, I drove the fucking Mordor. I got the reception job. At yeah. the gym <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought I was going to induction just to like learn how to use the fucking cash register and shit. Rock up and we get this fucking like book. All right. This is what we're working through this week. Open it up. It's like full scale sales training I was like okay I'm probably a little bit out of my depth here but <laughs> we'll just send it and see um, so I did a year in that got pretty good at it um, probably I think my last six months I basically stayed top three in the company across the board brought another few people up then there was a management position available which looking back now I pro- it was probably mm. actually an intelligent decision from the manager to <laughs> say like you're 20, you're pretty much still chaos. Yeah. You, you shouldn't Can't be, be assistant the manager, manager of, of the gym. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but at the time, my ego disagreed with that opinion. So I was like, fuck this. So I think I got my certificate for like 800 bucks because I was like in the industry. Might have been less than that. Um, so I finished that in like three weeks, gave my notice and transitioned over to the, to the other side. It's horrifying. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So obviously during that year while I was working in sales, I was working with you and seeing obviously the other side, like I enjoyed sales and meeting people and like part of the being a big box club was like, we, what they used to call it? The timeline where you'd like, this is where you are now. And then in six weeks and 12 yeah. weeks and laying it out and drawing it on the piece of paper and shit. You imagine how good my drawings looked with my handwriting, but somehow people signed up. So I enjoyed that process. But obviously, like, once they signed up, that was it. Yeah. Like, I think, what is it, 96% don't come after the first month or some shit? It's crazy. So, it was like, there was no relationship. There was no kind of seeing it through um, with them or being part of that. And working with you, I started to like training more and more as well. I'd always been into sport, but not so much training. So, then yeah. that development kind of came and I was like, oh, maybe I'll jump on the other side of the counter and... See what it's about. Put a different colored polo on. Yeah. The dark side, they used to call it. I don't know why. Yeah. Just because it was black. Maybe. Because <laughs> <laughs> our tops were black. Um, so then, yeah, I think, look, I was probably, I was fortunate in two ways. 
I had a year of sales training under my belt. Mm. And I'd also been in the sales room for a year and trained half the guys in there. Mm. So when I hit the gym floor, all the good leads somehow managed to get to me. And I was pretty good at closing them. So I reckon I was off the gym floor maybe in six to eight weeks. Um, And that was it. I remember... I remember talking to my uncle actually and I was like, oh, cracked a thousand dollars a week this week. He's like, fuck. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. This is a, the same uncle that I did like a summer um, helping him with painting and he offered me an apprenticeship and I was like, nah. So I was, like I was on roofs and shit in the middle of summer. I'm like, yeah. this isn't for me. Um, too precious for that. <laughs> yeah. And then, yeah, I was like, oh, so next step's like two grand and he kind of like laughed. And then obviously, yeah, we went on to do that pretty comfortably for an extended period of time so yeah that was i guess my introductory phase but like fuck i was a terrible trainer when i started <laughs> like fuck bro i think yeah. the worst and i'm gonna ask you what the worst thing you've ever done is after this so i don't feel terrible yeah um the worst thing looking back that i ever did with a client which i think was like almost dehumanizing was i used to do like prone push-up position and like I would roll out a medicine ball they had to get up and sprint and then push the medicine ball back yep. and I was like looking back at it now I'm like you were playing fetch with your clients <laughs> <laughs> just like when I look back at that I'm just like and even I'm getting hot talking about it yeah. I'm like oh it's uncomfortable yeah I don't know if I can't remember like the, it'd just be like dumb shit like you know like side side leg pressing you know like yeah yeah you know just like shit like that like you just get hung up on like bodybuilding you know, yeah like this works the other this did you ever do the single leg push down on the nah nah so i definitely was like machine? i there was there was like a spectrum right so it was like kind of silly <laughs> but kind of yeah. could be kind of effective and then it was just straight up stupid yeah I don't feel like I got to the straight up stupid sector, which was like bozo ball anything. Yeah. Um. You know, like the leg press, the leg press on the thing. I was just like, that doesn't make any sense. What about the polyquin nutrition? Uh, that's uh, hard because it got really good results. As much as yeah, it was yeah. factually incorrect, probably what we were saying separating the, the carbs and protein and stuff definitely. But it got good that. results. Yeah, yeah. So that was probably yeah, that and like four grams of protein per kilo of body weight per day. It's not nine, also nine on grams H and B per workout with a hundred grams. We never of carbs. prescribed that though. No, we just did it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we did it for a long period of time, hoping it would work. Yeah, but yeah, in terms of training people, like that was it's more just like obviously you just evolve so when you see I see clients like that I trained previously and stuff I remember one time like I just like apologised to one of them and she's like what do you mean you know, like you have to apologise and I was yeah. like oh, I do yeah but it was just like you know I think I was pretty fortunate because because I had a formal education yeah. I don't want to fuck them to my own horn no I was about um, to go there too but I feel like uh, there was tremendous benefit from having a formal education uh, because it did lay some really good foundations and and some really good habits that you want to bring into personal training. So it was yeah. like, in in at university, it was like you know, it's it's uh, action and effect. Mm. So you've got to be in control of the action, you know, and that comes from the preparation yep. that you put in. So it was like if you prepare to do something in a certain way and you facilitate that action, that action would bring on this effect, and that's kind of how I trained people. I was like, all right, so everyone needs a program. Mm. you know because we need to make sure that we're going through those these cycles of adaptation um that we learn you know um some basic physiology stuff understanding how muscles work you know all of that stuff really did kind of um 
lay the foundation. And when you're at university, like you have to learn it. Like you don't have a choice. Yeah. Like it's just bombarded in your face all the time. You're doing three months of a subject, you know, just to learn physiology and um, biochemistry yeah. and, and biomechanics. And then there's a, you know, actual subjects you can select if you like them called resistance training. So you learn mm-hmm. all the inner workings of resistance training programming stuff. So that was really good. Um, so I never really kind of was embarrassed about how I trained people because I had that, that critical uh, thinking behind a lot of things. It was just yeah. like the quality of it was really low. Yeah. You know, the standard of it was <clears throat> low. It was just like, you know, for, compared to now, what I still think from as a first year trainer it was probably pretty good. Yeah. You know, so I want to put a book back in that and do come back to it. But I think one of the main questions was I get asked and I'm not sure if you get it all the time as well. I think maybe I get asked because I don't have one. It's like, should I go get a degree? Yeah. Should I go get formal study? Will, will it help me in my career, blah, blah, blah. I think the first year or two is where it makes the biggest difference. Mm. And I think the, like, after a couple of years, I had, you obviously were always more experienced, but I felt like I could hold my own in the gym mm. in terms of as a coach, yeah. side by side with you. And I think that's probably the time where it was like, we started working together a little bit and I was like, hey, I'm bumping my price up to 60 bucks for half an hour. And yeah. you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. how are you doing that? I think that that first two years was where the biggest gap was in terms of quality yeah. as a coach. But I don't think if you are planning to do it for a career that it you you can catch up if, yeah. if, that's, if, that's, if that helps. I think there's yeah. other benefits to going to university. Mm. Like you write way better than I do. I, most people that I know that have been to university learn how to learn so like that's yeah. a really a really valuable skill yeah um, like I obviously did a year and a half but it wasn't like I didn't have yeah. to submit essays and shit like that it was like do yeah. this math question with fucking 18 letters in it yeah the craziest thing about that is that the, the course that I had to do to get into X science was the how More I learned that. how to yeah. write because yeah, everything was essay yeah everything was like go research essay yeah go citate and it was old school citation stuff like yeah you had, to, you had a book you had to have yeah. a book you couldn't have a internet website or anything it wasn't considered yeah. valid so we had to like i remember going to like the state library and looking through the fucking archives yeah. archives man like you take these things out you got to take a you got to put under the magnifying glass yeah. and you got to basically like print mm. out these snapshots of these little yeah. um yeah, like uh, snippets of like, you know, stuff they've written in like the 1800s and shit. That's wild. Yeah, man. And then you had to like use that information yeah. and cite that. And it was like, you know, this section of this and blah, 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 yeah. and this paragraph. It's yeah. And nuts. as much as that sounds bullshit, I think it's valuable as a lesson. Oh, I, I only really started to value it when I started to like give my knowledge to other people. Yeah. Educate. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. It, it, it really starts to, you know, kind of pay you back. Yeah. Um, and it's like, don't get me wrong. Like I, re- I feel like I would have gotten even more out of university if I was a little bit older. Yeah. You know, Cause I, was, I think I was 17. Right. I just turned 18 when yeah. I went to university. So you just said that school mindset still, but like mom and dad couldn't tell you to go to uni. Like yeah. You could just like, I remember one day, like it was, there was traffic on the freeway and the exit to go to high point was free. So yeah. I'm just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Later. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just stuff like that. Like, you know, yeah. being a little bit more mature, you probably could have got a little bit more out of it, but, mm. um, there's just heaps of benefits I see now as I get older. Yeah. Um, and then just things like, you know, second, third exposures as you like, I, I reckon even just from like a brain development perspective mm-hmm. as well, like things started to click real easily yeah. later in life. Like I was never um, like 
things like, you know, muscles, bones, anatomical movement, um, you know, basic physiology, exercise physiology as well. Like mm. some of the stuff, like, I feel like I was super interested in it. I got it, but if I didn't get it or I wasn't interested in it, I wouldn't understand it. But yeah. now it's like, oh, okay. So that just makes Again. sense. Like yeah. everything just starts to click faster. Yeah. So I think that like, you know, there's a lot of benefit from that as well, but that's not yeah. to say you can't learn yourself it's just everything's kind of laid out for you yeah and you, and get, you have to to pass well yeah and you get good you skills shit, you yeah. Know, yeah yeah um i think and like i've heard um don't fucking shoot me but i've heard jordan peterson talk about it in terms of like businesses don't hire people because they have degrees they hire people because they went through the process of getting a degree which yeah. shows that they can do something hard yeah. And I think that's really valuable. We talk about it, like, and everyone talks about it. This day and age, kids don't know how to work. And we're those old guys that say that as well, because, well, it seems to be true. But <laughs> it's like seeing that on paper is like, you did something hard. Yeah. And you stuck it out and you finished. <clears throat> so yeah. as much as it, you could have just been regurgitating information, like at least you, you had to show up and you had to do the thing. Yeah. So I think there's value in that. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's interesting to see, like, the styles of learning, um, like, it is in a science degree. It's really, it's not hard. Like I don't yeah. care what anyone says. It's fucking fact. Yeah. And you just yeah take that fact and find the right question. Yeah. You just you're just plotting. You're just dragging information and putting it in the right spot. Um, and you can see when I went from being a writer researcher, like because we did sports admin, but it was like you had to learn like you know history of sport and yeah. ph- I, was, I was talking about philosophy and shit. I wrote this thing about I wrote an article about I'd love to read your philosophy work, Jason. Bro, I wrote an article <laughs> about um American American uh American sport and uh their military like uh mm. like civilization. Yeah. And how they express that when they're not at war yeah, yeah, through yeah. their sport and yeah. day-to-day life. And Isn't that, that is, how the NFL started? Um, maybe, yeah. yeah. And that's part of the reason why they are the way they are yeah. is like they just, even when they're not fucking picking fights with people, yeah. they're doing it weekly yeah. and just encouraging their, their, like their people mm. to get bought into that, you know, military-like, you know, movement and approach. Yeah. approach in 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 day-to-day life so yeah and it got published in like a i kind of I, I, I should try and find it eh? it's in like a journal article and shit but anyway so that's the kind <laughs> of shit that like you had to learn yet and yeah. it was like this has to be structured this way rah, 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 which is really good as soon as i went from there because which is which was probably like you know c's and you know maybe a d if i was lucky in terms mm-hmm. of like grades as soon as i moved over to science you can see it because it was yeah. like high distinction high distinction high distinction because it's just like if you have a good memory, yeah, and you understand and you like it, it's mm. just like, oh, this is this, this is, is that. yeah, yeah, it's so easy, man. It's like, what's, yeah. what's osmosis? You know, yeah. it's like, oh, okay, cool, done. Yeah, you know, what's where's the origin insertion of this muscle? Like, mm. it's just facts. Yeah. So it is really, um, it's a bit easier to to kind of learn, but you still have to learn it. Like, you still have to sit there and, and do it. the work. Like, I remember even even to get into university and get good grades in high school, which you don't have to do to get into high, to, to university, but it just makes it easier. Um, I remember like, I was like, I'm not going out for three months. I had like this, like, you know, it's probably like a mistress at the time, you know, cause I <laughs> was just mucking around in high school and I was just like, nah, we're not doing this anymore. Yeah. Cause it's like, if I keep oh, hanging out with you, yeah, I'm just going to end up fucking doing what I've seen other people do older than me. Yeah. And that's just like, get a job and then fucking, you know, yeah. just be unhappy the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. So I was like, all right. So that was, that pushed to the side. I didn't see any of my friends. And I remember I just fucking had all my textbooks and I just read them over and over yeah, and sick. over and over. Yeah. So I think, I think that's a really important thing, uh, point to make 
and I want to come at this from like just a cert four. Like you made the degree good, the degree wasn't good. I think that's a really big part of it. Like the it, net, there's lots of people that go and get the exercise science degree and don't come out of it the way you have. Like I've got yeah. someone that I used to actually refer people to, who was a qualified dietitian, I think. Maybe nutritionist, mm. but could have been a dietitian. I'm not quite sure. Um, who watched What the Health and then flipped everything yeah. to Protein Gives You Cancer and everyone I work with now is vegan. Like, yeah, fucking overnight. Sense. I'm like, you have a degree. Mm. How do you How do you not know how to go yeah, check this shit? Learned the fucking scientific method. Yeah, like, so I, I, don't, I don't put all of my weight into that. And like, you see that all the time with like, though that even using a vegan crowd, right? Like the they pull in the doctor that fucking yeah. has the same opinion as them and they can say, oh, well, the doctor says it. It's like, yeah, they got a degree, but yeah. maybe they're not. Um, but yeah, coming at it from the other side, I guess like my skill set was um, in high school and stuff was like free writing. If I had to do like a review of a book or a movie or write a short story, like um, we did literature, like I got like 45 in English. Yeah. Maybe better in English than I did in, maths but yeah. maybe because i didn't go to math because it was hard and i just had to pass to get into the to get my 55 like if you do maths and physics yeah. and you pass i'll do methods and physics and you pass you you're pretty much guaranteed <laughs> so glad you put that odds on method like if you do meth i was like what <laughs> <laughs> Guys, I to that helps too Guys, I to <laughs> no that was that was bef- that was after my time yeah <laughs> thankfully um so yeah i think there was different skill sets and I came from a customer service background as well. Like I had a year um, basically running a spare parts desk at a super cheap to learn to engage with people and people yeah. older than me and people that were mad, like all that kind of shit and being able to navigate that. So I think that helped. Whereas you see a lot of kids that come out of school, go into their studies, come out of their studies and walk onto the gym floor and have to talk to Susie Muffin Top and they're like, mm. uh, don't know how to fucking communicate with you. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest skill. Like, I, I actually got a receptionist job at the gym, guys. Um, mm. So I took Ben's job before he even existed, <laughs> existed in Point Cook. Um, so I worked in the gym uh, as the receptionist, and I think that that was probably the biggest um, influencer of me being able to, to work with people. Mm. Um, running a business, though, was a different story. It wasn't that great. Um, <laughs> but being able to interact with people, just getting by, I think, like, people's skills... Like there's a lot of coaches that get by on people skills, right? Yeah. Technical skills, business skills, very low. But yeah. if your people skills are really high, you can kind of make it work. Yeah. Um, except for like, you know, your business is really fragile. So something like, you know, a pandemic, let's say, yeah. um, would probably ruin it. Or if you got sick or some shit like that. But like, yeah, just looking at, you know, just saying hi to everyone, you know, um, people seeing your face, you know, being able to talk to someone and actually say like, how's your training going? Not yeah. just like, oh, I've got a uniform on. I'll just like walk around the gym. People yeah. know I work here. So they when I put my, my degree on my poster on the trainer board yeah, and, and that's, that's what will get me business happen. yeah because yeah. i'm so smart um, yeah so and yeah. my specialty is five specialties yeah that yeah. means i'm not a specialist at any of them. yeah and <laughs> i this is my first personal training role too which yeah. is hard because like they encourage you to do all that yeah, shit yeah. like i yeah it's a bit of bullshit now but yeah it's, it's a lot of it's multifaceted game. right yeah um all right so before we start stay on fucking before we even started for too long Hey guys, hope you are enjoying this week's episode. If you are, please remember to like, share and subscribe. Don't forget to head to the website where we have all our free resources, gifts, products, services and merch for you guys to enjoy. All right, let's head back to the episode. Uh, moving into like out of that initial phase because we want to do a whole 
episode next we'll probably do it on the next one which will just be like life in the first year as a PT so oh, you you were the same as me got on your feet pretty quickly uh, in terms of like sessions anyway yeah. and income anyway yeah. um, not so much in running a business when you sort of when did you sort of go nah this is this is it I can make a real long term career out of this and I can be here when you're 30 whatever you are 30 just 30 <laughs> same <laughs> no I'm younger than you that makes me like 29 <laughs> 34 um, so yeah sitting here at 34 going like this is my career I can do this for as long as I want when did you that penny drop for you that this is the Let's thing get a mortgage <laughs> do it. Nah, um, but that's actually when everyone leaves yeah if we're honest like most people are like I want a mortgage so I'm gonna get a job yeah yeah I, yeah look I, I don't know I just like I'm a stubborn fuck so it's like I see shit out even yeah. if it's fucking not working but I know you um, had the the like the the interview at the warehouse yeah, yeah, so, and the, yeah, well, the thoughts of the fireys um, and all of that when was like like the fiery nah, the fiery it. thing was it could have gone either way because I was still young yeah you know and it, that was the reason why I didn't get it was yeah, like you're yeah. too young yeah, it was all. It was like I was twenty one, so I was only in my first year, and it was just an opportunity. I was like, I kind of like had this like I could join the fire brigade kind of thing, you yeah. know. Um, I still obviously think I could if I wanted to, um, but I think I can do anything if I want to, right? Yeah. Um, and then it was like you know train them. Um, you you stay at the station, you know, you're there when they're there, blah 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 blah. Yeah. Um, so that didn't really kind of have any bearing on my career. Just like it was an opportunity that just kind of came and went. When I went to get the job, when I went to go for that job was probably the time where I was just like, nah, this isn't, I've got to go all in on this yeah. you know, one thing. How many years in was that? Um, had knee surgery. So I probably would have been about 24. Yeah. About so, 24. So PT for three years? Yeah. About, yeah. Cause I was 21. Yeah. I think when I started. Yeah. So went in and I drove to, like, it was more, I, I feel like I got coerced into, going to the interview in the first place. Like mm -hmm. it wasn't from my own 100% yeah. doing. It was like my brother-in-law worked at uh, Lululemon. Like he could get, like they needed people in the warehouse and mm -hmm. it kind of seemed like I could work in the middle of the day yeah. and then still do my PT and stuff. And it was going to be yeah, like 20 bucks an hour, 25 yeah, bucks yeah. an hour. So I was like, okay, cool. So I drove there and then I was like in the car park and I was just like, I don't really want to fucking do this. Like yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do the stuff that involves being an employee. Mm. Like I don't want to have to have a yeah. boss and I don't give a fuck how nice they are and how cool it is to be part of the team. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I, I was like, if I do this, then I can kiss my personal train goodbye. Yeah. Cause I know what will happen is I'll do five hours and yeah. then it'll turn into eight when two people drop off yeah. and then it'll turn into 10. Oh, Cause it's, we it, need you, Jace. We need you. Yeah. yeah. It's easier to just say, Oh, can I have more hours? Yeah. Then to client. go yeah. and get more clients, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, it's way easier. So then it's like your plan. I say this all the time: your plan B becomes your plan A. Always. Always, yeah. You know, it never, it's never a plan B. So you can never just lean on that like extra cash on the side. You work in a warehouse and you're a coach. You work in a warehouse and you do PT on the side. Yeah, and I think that's a message for people that even a don't do that once you've started and you get scared, like we've seen people get jobs at reception and warehouses and whatever, hospitality, other shit, never lasted. Yeah. And then we've seen it happen where people come in with jobs and they're like, got responsibilities and shit. So for whatever reason, they can't go all in straight yeah. away. We've seen a couple of times that it's like, no, 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 this is my thing. 
Yeah. And I'm, <laughs> I've got the dollar figure in mind, and as soon as I hit that dollar figure, that thing's gone. Yeah. And it works. Yeah. But if you are like, allow yourself to be like, oh, but I still get paid from yeah. that job, it never works. No. You have to be in a position where it's like, I'm working to this thing, and as soon as I hit that, that's gone. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, so then, yeah, I just went in and I tried to, the, to give them the worst answers that weren't impolite. <laughs> just because I knew my brother-in-law got me the interview yeah, and stuff. Yeah. So, I was like, you know, I told him I couldn't stand up for very long because I had a bad <laughs> knee and shit. And, that's hilarious. Yeah, yeah, just said shit like that. Yeah, like, yeah, I can yeah. only really stand for like 30 minutes at a time. And it was involved... It involved like standing at this big workbench, like I think like packing boxes yeah, yeah, or yeah. unpacking shit. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, I was like, they took me for like that, you know, customary walk of the web, uh, the warehouse. the warehouse, and yeah. then they were just like, "Oh, we'll call you." Yeah. And I was like, "Fuck yeah!" I didn't get that yeah. shit. <laughs> <laughs> so that after that, that was your moment of like, "This is what I want to do." Um, I don't. I look. I feel like I've always wanted to do personal training. Um, I like I said, I think I got just like distracted and coerced into mm-hmm. like. You know, it might have been a good idea just listening to other people. Like, yeah. you know, oh, you should just be a good opportunity. It's be a good way to just make a little bit of extra cash or whatever. Um, and then I was just like, nah, fuck that. Like, yeah. I'll just put more work into where I am. Um, and that'll get me the same return, probably more, Better, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. So, yeah, like, I think that just kind of... And then obviously, like, we went overseas um, on a big holiday. And then I come back and we bought a block of land and bought a house. And then it was just like, well fucking to make this work mm. it's like there's no fucking around you know i yeah. can't be just going fishing on a friday and yeah you know just doing it's, a, it's hilarious how those two timings coincide yeah so because i remember and i was thinking in my head like how am i going to answer this question two things happened at the same time that happened at the same time as you so you were coaching me at the time and because you didn't run a business, you just trained people. <laughs> you were like, I'm going to Europe, seeing you in six weeks. <laughs> and I was like, oh, what the fuck am I going to do I, for the next six I, weeks? <laughs> I did the smart thing though and I got other people to train my clients. Yeah, yeah, yeah except for me. Yeah, yeah, because you're, you, you're a PT. You're a PT, you take care of yourself. Shit. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. that was when I was like, well, fuck, what am I going to do? I only knew Good Life Point Cook. Yeah. So I was like, okay, where else can I find some information? And that's literally when it was like, I discovered BPAC. And then from that, it was Schoenfeld and Norton and um, Brett and all these other names. And I was like, Charles. I was like, oh, oh, there's... The internet was getting better by then too. This is a thing. Like we say an old saying. It's kind of like YouTube came out. Yeah, and it's like yeah. People understood what it was and then started putting good content out too. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so there's more to this. Mm. And then I'd been in... I was probably a couple of years into a relationship, living together, all that kind of stuff. And I was like, I definitely don't want to be showing up to the gym at 5.30 for people that don't come. And I definitely don't want to be finishing at 8.30, coming home and eating and going to sleep because I have to be up at 5.30. Mm. I definitely don't want to be doing that when I'm 30. But I really fucking like this. Yeah. And that, that kind of like being the nerd who liked the maths and physics and all that sort of shit in high school, finding this like doorway to more because I hadn't been to uni. I hadn't experienced like all this other stuff. Mm. I hadn't read the textbooks and that. I just like learned what I learned in the gym. So that for me was like, oh, okay, this is the thing. Yeah. And I remember, I don't actually, I couldn't tell you the date. It was probably three to six months 
before our uh, our yellow yellow card meeting. <laughs> meeting. Um, I've got up at I think two thirty in the morning. Opened up my laptop and I was like, "This is what STC fit is." Yeah, and just wrote out everything that I wanted it to be, like in terms of values, goals, how we were going to run it, all of that kind of stuff. I was like, I have to make this work and it has to be more than just getting paid for sessions. We can do way more than this. Yeah. Um, and that was that was the turning point for me, which probably would have been 2015, I want to say. Yeah, it was definitely after... Yeah, it's probably the same time, yeah. Mm. Yeah, they bought the house that year. Yeah. 2015, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's cool. So then obviously, yeah, we had our, our internally very famous meeting where Jason and I went to the local pub, yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> and I had no white paper, so I... Just yellow paper. I actually printed it in a room that was dark at the time. And I didn't even know that it was yellow until I took it out. I was like, oh, whatever. It's still a thing. Had a nice border on it. Words important. We, yeah, fuck the border. was the best. <laughs> <laughs> Let's put a border on a formal document. Um, yeah, because again, values that... But there are valuable lessons to be learned when going to university that you don't put borders on well, formal documents. Well, if you do, it's just the line. Yeah. Like, just this little thin line. <laughs> no, like, flames. Like flames. no flames. No flames. Border, yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, then you and I basically spoke and it was like, cool, let's pursue something more than that. Yeah. Um, then through that, so we, I think we were just sort of like getting into education within the club itself so it was like we were trying to educate our clients as much as we can because we were finding stuff we were excited about and we wanted to pass it on to them um which is how like we did what was called a muscle camp so it was like groups of up to 16 people i think yeah, we had. Heaps. yeah which was like split into groups of two i go you go we just walked around the gym and watched people mm, wrote, wrote out 12 weeks of programming wrote yeah. out nutrition plans and then we did like a before we went and trained, we did a little education thing. So we had like a curriculum set out for that block as well. Yeah. Which was really cool. And then we had two trainers come and do it. And they were like fucking struggling. Like early in their 12 weeks, weren't doing very well. And I don't even know how. It was just like by accident almost. Um, we took them both under our wing. I think I think we kind of co-coached Reese, right? Um, yeah, I think it was just little bits and pieces in passing. Yeah. Do this, do that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then obviously, yeah. So, um, Jack, who's, I'm not sure what Jack's doing these days. I haven't heard or spoke to him for ages, but. (laughs) Yeah, nasty. So, yeah, like Reese obviously excelled, stayed a part of the business for quite some time and has moved on, runs Lionstone Physiques now with a couple Mm -hmm. of coaches and all that kind of stuff. So, um, I think that was, that instilled us in us that like, hey, we can actually, help other people and give yeah. back a little bit and because we'd work so hard on actually thinking beyond cash for time maybe we can help other people do that and we can help other people not be shit like yeah. I was for the first two years and how you were for the first three years with your business side yeah and kind of bring those together and help other people do it yeah um, so we launched into then it was the mentorship yeah what do you remember of like launching the mentorship what were your thoughts of it at the start because obviously we had um, the website before that that we're not talking about because it was an epic fail <laughs> so we do need to talk about that so like we built a website that was really really expensive um 
with the intent that it was going to compete against like the likes of Michelle Bridges and stuff. This is pre Kayla Science guys. Um, who's the other one that was even before her? The blonde Ashley one. That's her. Um, so we yeah, it was before that, and we thought like this is going to take over the world. It didn't. <laughs> Failed miserably. Um, but what we learned was it was a really good client management tool. Yep. So that allowed us again to extend our reach um, with the the mentorship to bring people on and be like, yep. hey, everything's done for you. Yeah. All the programming, all the nutrition, all the systems, all the back end, everything's done for you. You can just come on and just not have to worry about that shit when you're still trying to figure out how to fucking train yeah. people. Um, yeah. Making sales and training people is hard enough. Yeah, yeah. No, I, th- like, I was pretty, um, I was very confident with the, the way it was set up just because I knew that like if I had that when I started, it would have fast-tracked where I where I was or where I could have been you know, yeah. and, and we were seeing that like you were seeing people get accelerated yeah. development because you know it was that's what it was designed to do it's like yeah. we've made all the mistakes we we fucked up and you know we've had all these really hard times it's like you don't have to do that yeah. and you can just hone in on the stuff that you should be really good at which is like coaching people having conversations having consults mm. um, obviously making sales and stuff like that so <clears throat> I know that there were countless times when you know, it was five o'clock in the morning, five thirty in the morning. I was tired and shit, and it was like, I, I want to quit. Yeah, no, I want to quit. Yeah, like, this is shit. And it's like the only reason why I didn't is because I really enjoyed being a personal trainer, and I enjoyed you know what that allowed me to do and help yep. people and stuff like that. So I know that there's other people out there that probably aren't gonna like it as much as me. Mm. You know, aren't gonna probably push through to a to the degrees that I did. Yeah. Um, where it was really hard. Yeah. Um, and they're probably going to walk away. And there's mm. probably too many good people leaving the the industry because of that. Yeah. You know, and we can definitely be an influencer on like, you know, keeping majority of those people in. They just need to put their effort in the right place. Because yeah. everyone's, everyone, I feel like most people get in for the right reasons. Like, mm. I think you scrap the, the government funding now. It's like, a, you, you, you remove the people yeah. that like, oh, I did footy when I was 18 and now I'm 40. <laughs> did footy. That's my favorite thing ever. Yeah. And it's like, oh, okay, so you want to be like a personal trainer now because you did footy. Yeah. Like, you know, it's got nothing to do with it. But yeah. like, you remove those people out. There's other people coming with good intentions now because you're not going to go and yeah. get a job, study for that long. I feel like if you're not, kind of passionate yeah Yeah. it's half passionate about like you know helping others and and Mm -hmm. doing it through fitness so um there's probably good people in there even that we haven't been able to kind of reach that have come and gone Mm -hmm. and probably won't come back just because you know once you get burnt Mm. like you won't you won't kind of dip back in again so yeah yeah that i was pretty confident it was just huge development um a huge journey in terms of development like obviously like communicating mm. developing systems educating educating yeah. and even just like evolving it as well it's like you know mm. it was everything's an, an evolution um so it's just like evolution one evolution two so you're just constantly having to stay ahead of the game and and make make the the, the thing better as well yeah. you know there's so much value in those level up fridays that we used to do mm. it was like a face-to-face little seminar i guess for our in-house group yeah um it was really, really fun. And like, it was a really, really successful program. Yeah. Um, like I think at one point we, as a group, you and I included, I think we were like 350, even 400 sessions. Yeah. Week, yeah. Um, before COVID, which was pretty crazy. Mm. Um, yeah, it was humming along. Yeah. Which is really cool. Obviously no face to face training for two years, kind of slowed it down a little bit. But, yeah. That'll do it. Um, but yeah, really valuable. And we had like some pretty, even looking at like the people we've worked with and looking out into the industry now, like 
Amy Louise is killing it. Mm. Um, Kate's Kate, just yep. gone and I think she's doing like business mm. stuff as well now. Um, and obviously got a waiting list and killing it with their results. And yep. like Nat, who's just moved on again, yep. 40 clients waiting doing list, well. yeah. all doing really well. So it's cool to see. And Tam, Tam was an OG from the mentorship yeah. who decided that media was better than personal training, which I don't disagree with. He gets to just hang out back there. <laughs> That's a pretty good job. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, it, it was a really cool, uh, we should mention, I guess, Mason, who's working with Flyingstone and mm. Mark, who's at, um, I think Aries? he's part Aries owner there? at Aries. Yeah, yeah, I believe. Yeah, awesome. Well, he was, I don't know, because yeah. I think they moved buildings. Um, so yeah, Not I don't sure. know, pre-COVID and yeah. stuff, but I yeah. think he's still there. Um, and part owner so that again going over and open a facility yeah it's um, that's pretty fucking cool so yeah it's awesome like you said there's a few that slip through the cracks that we wish we probably could have helped mm. more um, but when you see people apply the system and get that kind of exceptional kind of results like we've probably got what half a dozen people that hit 40 sessions in their first 12 weeks yeah. like yeah fucking it works insane. it works if you do the work yeah yeah so then from there obviously we took what we'd learnt in that um so this whole time guys like we were still coaching people too i think that um stayed at the core of what we want to do and like we spoke the episode where i got back i was like going away sort of reunited that i want to coach people kind of thing you put up a poster in the week like did a session on the weekend with a client like fuck i just i really want to do more it's of this. just wasted i know other people say oh you know you can help other people by yeah know, helping other coaches who help other people but it's like fuck man like as soon as it's just like it just feels like wasted talent. Lights you up, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. I think it, I think it's the capacity that yeah. you have to get mm. right. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the dosage. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Then we moved into obviously we just introduced I think um, the coaches academy as it was called at the yeah. time as we hit lockdowns like just before yeah. maybe kind of six to twelve months. Yeah, probably six months I'd say. Yeah. So that was our like let's move out into the public space. People mm. don't have to work for us or under us. Yeah, they will just teach other people who was more targeted at people who are already working yeah so it was like let's fix the shit and yeah. educate you and, and allow you to um, not have to leave when you get your mortgage and that kind of stuff mm. uh, which evolved into what's now the coaches collective yeah um, so I did have a few questions that I wrote down um, what would you say your top three career highlights have been um Helping a client avoid surgery from a condition that they said the only option was. Mm. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Helping uh, a client who was in remission from cancer lose 50 kilos because her doctors said if she lost weight, that would decrease the likelihood of the cancer coming back. Yep. Um, and then um, every single client that I coach that gets to the stage. Yeah. Because it's... Yep. It's hard to do and obviously very rewarding for me who works in that space. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Anything on the like the mentor coaching side? Uh, from, so yeah, from a mentoring perspective, I think highlights would just be um, the outcomes that the, 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 like the coaches got. Yeah. You know, like seeing them win the 12-week challenges, mm. um, not compromising people's health and... You know, just like hitting their um, their landmarks, being able to buy cars, being able to move out. Like, yeah. you know, I, I don't know if there's any three things where it's like this, you know, like these are the one things, but it was like yeah. as a whole, it was like 
just seeing them get to um, even like, you know, oh, I hit 100K and it's like, oh, you did that in like fucking three years and I took me like eight yeah. you know, or seven like, yeah, to do yeah. it and it, to, and for it to be consistent. Like, yeah. you know, it was like, oh, yeah, one week you're, a, you're eating fucking filet mignon and the next week you're eating baked beans <laughs> and tuna, you know, like, because you don't, yeah. we never got taught business, yeah. you know, where it's like for them, it's like, fuck, this is like, you know. Repeatable. Repeatable and built off such a solid foundation. Yeah. So I think that was probably. And once it, that was set up to like really... 40 sessions or whatever 45 sessions it was like literally 25 30 hours a week yeah that they were kind of generating that yeah even like seeing them take you know i'm going to stop working this day and stuff like oh fuck yeah it's like yeah i wish i could have done that five years and i feel like you know yeah things would have been different kind of you know so yeah yeah i would say one that stands out to me um was one of the charity days we ran yeah um and it was when we were kind of pumping with like that those 350 kind of sessions a week and we it wasn't just like because the first two the first one that we ran was terrible yeah the second one we ran we ran it really well but the quality was okay yeah and then iteration 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 i think it was maybe the fifth one that we filled a whole gym with spectators and clients everyone was there in stc fit gear it was orange flashes all around the place coaches we emceed i think it was the first time we emceed the environment was fucking unreal and it was like every single person that went under the bar moved well yeah and i was like this is fucking cool yeah like to to go to this scale and the quality control still be so high Mm. i was like this is when you say like oh you can affect more people by helping other coaches that was a moment for me that was like this is yeah this is fucking it's an epic day yeah so that would be one um there's heaps of like coaching outcomes i think like one that always stands out and it's happened probably half a dozen times if not more now is like working with people through fat loss um, and body composition change who then fall pregnant yeah and it's like the drastic physical change that you've been through and you're still in a great healthy position to facilitate that like that's always really rewarding yeah, yeah, yeah. and then a couple of people who had been trying for a really long time mm. that like after six months of kind of getting everything in it's like oh the health markers are in place now and then all of a sudden it's like bam you're like fuck that's that's really cool yeah definitely um and then third one would probably be i'll encapsulate it as a whole because there's no one event but like the birth of the powerlifting team yeah was cool like i think it was um the melbourne open that we did was probably I think that was the launch of the team and we had a big squad there. I did a comp previously with just my guys, but then we went with a team, yep. which was cool. Um, and then obviously, like for myself, overseeing all of those preps and stuff and being behind the scenes but involved and, and watching the progress and stuff was, was really yep. rewarding. Super. And then like obviously taking two of the guys to nationals and walking into Rucci's gym and stuff. I was like, this is, this is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So they're probably the three that stand out. Um, low lights. Any that stand out? Five thirty in the morning. No shows. No shows. Oh. Three days off in three months. Just tired yeah. as a motherfucker. Yeah. Yeah, I think that that's um. Yeah, that was when I actually wanted to quit. And my wife now, my girlfriend at the time, told me not to. So yeah. Yeah. Power to her. Yeah. Um. The first time you lose twelve sessions in a week. <laughs> The first time, guys. The first time, because it fucking happens. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's um, that was, 
obviously uh, i think yeah, that happened to me when i um steph and i got engaged as well yeah and i was like oh, that's cool. bad timing gotta pay for a wedding and yeah just lost four clients yeah um and then obviously the like just that first part of the pandemic yeah you know, the first part of the gym closures and stuff yeah very yeah, rough yeah. time definitely so, transition and stuff so yeah that would be it yeah i can remember a day um we were actually pumping but we'd had a couple of hiccups i think like a couple of like the busier trainers had left um we were stretched so thin because we just didn't have systems in place the way that we do now we didn't have the technology to be honest yeah there wasn't mighty networks teachable whatever to no. deliver zoom wasn't normal like there was no we didn't have the tech available to do things the way we do them now um we had that stupid fucking course that we <laughs> agreed to present and then oh. realized we were just getting fucked and the whole thing was basically illegal and i got home one day and i was just like exhausted like this was get up early do pt work during the day mm. work into the night literally just do that and sleep and then still be on your phone all weekend mm. as well because we didn't have boundaries with who we worked with. Yeah. Um, and I remember, I'd, I don't know if it would, when it had fallen through yet, I think it was just like, there was huge warning signs. Then I was fucking broke down in my car. Like I can't do this anymore. This is just way, way too much. I can't survive yeah. <laughs> like this anymore. So it's probably a good thing that that course ended up falling apart. But yeah, that was definitely a low light, just like not putting in the boundaries and respecting my own time probably enough. Yeah, that's disappointing. <laughs> it's out of order. Um, so there's that. Uh, I guess like having de- people that we've developed for a long time, obviously exit, it always hurts. Yeah. Um, you don't hold resentment about it and like you wish them luck, but it's always like a, like a, a bit yeah. of a, an ouch. Um, what else? Going to Essendon actually was pretty of a, yeah. my first six months at Windy Hill was pretty rough. Yeah. Because it was like, it was a very humbling experience if we put it like that. It was like, I walked out of Good Life Point Cook thinking I was pretty fucking good and got there and I was like, what the hell? Like, I'm no reputation here. No one wants personal training. All this stuff that I'm teaching other people, like, it's really hard here. Um, that was a big like fuck. It was yeah. a, a tough period to get through, but yeah, they're all lessons in the end. Yeah. <sighs> what are you most excited about for the future of the fitness industry? Let's bring the mood back up. Yeah. <laughs> it got dark there. That's huge. <laughs> That's a big question. Um, most excited about it for the fitness industry as a whole. Yeah, well, you can do like, what are you most excited about for yourself and your career and the industry as well, I think is interesting. Interesting. Um, it's pro- like I'm I'm most excited about getting into a position to have our own spot. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Like that's that's the goal. It's always been the goal since I was like 16. So yeah. it's just like making sure the timing's right um, mm. to, to do that. And then uh, I think that carries over to like, you know, just change like just improving the the quality of the information and providing more opportunities to educate because like you know everyone's educating to a degree so just providing another opportunity for those people coming in or that are already here to you know absorb stuff yeah yeah so i think that that's probably it yeah industry wise 
Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, look, I don't know. In terms of the industry, like, do you think it's going to get better? It always worse gets or different. No, it like it's always going to get better because mm. we have so many mediums to deliver good information. Like that was part of the reason why I didn't really get the results that I probably could have gotten when I was training as a young child. Um, because I, you know, we used to just print things out on an inkjet printer off a website that took me like 30 minutes to load up and yeah. you didn't know who, if it was good or not. And you were just listening to like hearsay from like the biggest dudes in the gym. Mm. So I think that like the evolution of that is that technology has allowed us to have all these mediums and everyone's got like, yeah, pros and cons, like, you know, the wrong people have a microphone, whatever. It's on you guys to obviously like, you know, decipher that, yeah. decipher whether that person's legit or not. Um, so I think that that's just going to continue to improve, mm. you know, so yeah, like I can see it getting better. Yeah. Can't see it getting worse to be honest. Do you have any concerns based on like TikTok or this like, cause I think there's always, there's always camps and there's always fashion trends within fitness. So like yeah. the, the cut, the biggest news this week in, in at least Australian, um, personal training is like the fuck optimal versus the, the optimal group and like that kind of bullshit back in the day it was Polyquin versus everyone else yeah Polyquin versus Norton and all of that like there's always something mm. um do you have concerns for the future like say TikTok for example like this fucking soundbite where you're trying to communicate a message in 10 seconds yeah do you see it going backwards at any point or anything that could fuck it uh I think if you keep up with you know where things are and where things need to be, you'd be fine. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't see it going backwards. And I, I think that like, again, having lots of mediums and having lots of, uh, you know, I guess m groups within the fitness industry is part of the reason why these debates happen. Yeah. It's like this person's obviously trying to send a message to this amount of people and this person that's not trying to get optimal is probably not going to work out. So you guys are banging heads about yeah. shit that like, you know, uh, if two different groups got together, they would just pick their sides and be happy. Yeah. Um, so yeah, like I don't see it as an issue. Um, I think that, you know, debates are fun and good to have and there's going to be conflicting information. I just think that you need to make sure you cross-reference, you know, what you guys think is right and wrong. And yeah. um, I think that, it, that there's going to get to a point where like, you know, we're not going to be able to deliver good information in a short period of time. Yeah. You know, like it's going to go, we're going to get to a point where like people are actually going to have to pay attention for a little bit longer. Like yeah. if you take your training seriously, I think you will as well. Yeah. So if you work with people, like maybe it is like, oh, just do this, like instead of this, whatever, like, yeah. you know, that captures someone's attention. But if it's like, you want to take your training seriously, like you've got to pay a little bit more attention. So yeah. Yeah. The resurgence of YouTube and podcasts has been not a resurgence of podcasting. Like that's probably at its peak. Everyone seems to have a microphone now. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Everything comes in circles. We'll make our way back around yeah. to long form. Content. Well, I think YouTube is probably yeah. In the last and TikTok, just uh, people left Instagram during the pandemic and went to yeah, to because at the time TikTok because it was more entertaining and, and faster. Yeah, fuck, it's um, chaos. and less. I find at least when using TikTok, it's less political, less soul sucking. If that's like, I, if I, I get Instagram, no value out of TikTok. Yeah, okay. Yeah, it's well, too my whole short. feed's like comedians. So yeah, it's, it's too short for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm getting nothing from it. Yeah. Um, but on the flip side of that, it's like I tune into like the Flagrant podcast yeah. every week and I watch other shit on YouTube 
all the time. Yeah, yeah well, I live on YouTube. So yeah, it's like I don't even watch Netflix shows anymore. Mm-hmm. I just hang out on YouTube. So and I, I, think... I like minute content, not fifteen second too. Like it's just, but everyone's oh, got their preference. Yeah, I watch hours. Like if it's yeah. it's if it's yeah, below yeah. thirty minutes, I don't put it on because then I have to think yeah. about what the next thing is. Yeah, well, and that's that's the beauty <laughs> of it. And we'll come around again. It's yeah. like oh, remember when we used to just do like fifteen seconds of fitness advice? That's fucking stupid. Like yeah, yeah we'll just things will just come and go. And I think that if you stay on top of that, you'll be fine. Yeah, yeah. yeah so as a coach, obviously, it's just being being where your clients are at the time yeah 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 cool all right so hopefully that gives a little bit of an insight as to our journey as we've developed here the start um, the origins who are you 11 you 11 years uh, i started when i was 21 so i'm 34 yeah i'm just trying to do the math for myself i'm not sure if i'm 10 years in november or 11 years in november you can say whatever you like no yeah. one really knows. Yeah. 10 sounds better. 10 is just easy. It's like, I've been in the industry 10 years. <gasps> yeah. Flex. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, cool. So tune in to the next episode, which we're going to talk about less about us and more about you mm. and how you can set up your first year to be successful as a personal trainer. Yeah. Um, and I guess fill all the gaps that are missing from the cert floor. Yeah. And it's not about ragging on the cert four. No, it's like no. every education. We just talked for 15 minutes about how a four-year degree had limitations. Yeah. So like you, you, your six-month PT course is going to have limitations. Yeah. yeah, yeah, So it's not about, I guess, wallowing in the limitations. It's about how do we go about filling those gaps and making sure you're successful mm-hmm. at the end. Screenshot, share, like, subscribe, five-star rating, add STC Fit underscore learning stcfitlearning.com and that is us thank you for tuning in ciao thanks for tuning in to the episode don't forget to like it if you liked it and subscribe if you loved it and share it with somebody who you think needs to hear it don't forget also to head to the website for all our free resources products services and merch all right see you next time